Hi, I'm Angela Lovell, psychic witch and best-selling author. And today we're gonna talk about super spooky, solemn stories. Welcome to Dear Witchy Pooh. So, as many of you know, I grew up in a lot of haunted houses. Um, I guess I shouldn't say a lot, uh, just a couple, <laughs> but 100% of my homes were haunted. And for anybody, especially people taking my mediumship course, as soon as spirits know that someone who can see them is present, they will make themselves seen. So I'm going to tell you guys some of my favorite ghost stories from growing up. The first one is about my dad. My dad worked nights. And he was, um, <laughs> talk about him like he's dead. Cause I mean, it's a peaceful parting at this point, but he is kind of dead to me. Um, <laughs> he, uh, he was maybe the most terrified one in my family of the, the spirits and the poltergeists. And we had a whole bunch of activity. We moved into this old farmhouse when I was four and the very first night a ghost was in the basement stomping around. My dad worked nights, so it was just a bunch of women in the house. And fortunately, the women in my family are fucking crazy. And in a good way for the most part, my Aunt Becky, I'll never forget, I was four years old, and I have memories all the way back to infancy, but I'll never forget this night. The day I, that day I was traumatized, Some one of the most horrible animal experience of my life occurred earlier that day. And that night I was not sleeping very well because of it. And my aunt Becky heard her mother who was sleeping in the living room screaming. And we all heard a man with boots on. We heard these heavy boots running down the stairs of the basement. And our stuff was barely unpacked. We'd just moved in. Somehow, my Aunt Becky got a giant butcher knife. And well, this is like country. Like this is a, a farmhouse in the middle of Pennsylvania, central PA. Uh, she takes off down the stairs after this person screaming, I'm going to cut your balls off because her mother is in distress. And there was nobody there. And there was no way out of the basement. A man had broken his neck cleaning the well, which he used to be able to access from the basement. Um, another man's wife went missing. And everybody, this is like old, old, old timey stuff. Everyone believed he murdered her because she was known to be, um, you know, frisky with the neighbors. So who knows how much shit went down in this house there was an old woman who died in the house as well we all saw her frequently i even saw her in my dreams and um she was not friendly she was like pissed that people were in her house she did not care for children um but this particular story i'm going to tell you the house was always alive the house was always hopping the lights were always on it announced itself to us constantly now, we were probably, my brother and I, I'm not even sure, we were maybe like five and six. Uh, we were still really little because this day, 
We had gone to giant food stores, the grocery store my parents met working in. My mom worked in the bakery, my dad stocked groceries. They both worked nights when they met. He still worked there and my mom just kept climbing the ladder, not the grocery store ladder. She became an artist, she became an accountant. She was serving, uh, waiting on tables at her uncle's restaurant, which was right by Three Mile Island. Um, which I used to get to go. I danced. I worked in that restaurant as a child. I danced for quarters in front of the jukebox. Didn't realize how disgusting that is. In the bar for the drunk men. Um, I was around the same age as the story. I was five or six doing that. Um, And peanut butter cups. They paid me in peanut butter cups too. And I danced sexily often to um, Witchy Woman. And the fuck is that other song? Oh, goddamn. It's, It's another song... I think by, I think by Steve Miller Band, Magic or something. Very, very on brand for me. So, you know, we were all hustling. We're all doing our best. This day, we're at Giant Food Store. Food stores, what? I don't remember. And there is a giant Pinocchio coloring book for sale. An impulse buy. A checkout. We beg our mom. And uh, she buys it for us. But my brother and I are just kind of, uh, you know, running around being children. There's an emergency exit in the front of the store. Don't push unless emergency. We pushed it just to see what would happen. And the whole place sounded with an alarm. And mom was pissed. And so the whole drive home, she we're scared she's going to tell her dad because he was ugh, beyond the disciplinary. And... She's telling us that Pinocchio coloring book is going on the top of the fridge and we won't get it for a week and blah, blah. She did buy it for us. I mean, she was such a pushover. So, you know, we're already kind of upset about all this. We walk into our living room middle of the day. And because my dad worked nights, he slept during the day. He sits up like, like he's seen a ghost. He sits straight up erect from the couch where he's been sleeping as we walk through the door. And... Immediately, my mom's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I mean, she doesn't say that because she's our mom. But, she, you know, it, we're all kind of like WTF. This is what he looked so, he was pale. He was, and we had all seen ghosts at this point. So we were all kind of used to hearing somebody say like, Jesus Christ, I just saw the scariest thing in my life. And it was always scarier and scarier. It was always upping the ante. And because we had so many different things in this house, You just never knew what you were going to get. You know, there were members of my family who would faint in fear and we would like find them passed out. It was very intense. And I do consider it child abuse to raise your children in a house like that. And uh, it's fine working through that as well as many other things. Um, But on this particular afternoon, he wouldn't tell us what happened. He bolted. He wouldn't say a word. He bolted upstairs. And my mom was not having it. She needed to know. So she follows him. He refuses to tell her anything. He is just shook. He won't go back to sleep. Uh, I think he got in the bathtub. Uh, but he was he was basically acting kind of like a meth head. And she did not trust this at all. And my parents, they married when... I mean, my mom was 17 when she got married. Like, she, they're young people. They don't know how to communicate yet. So later that evening, 
Um, it's just a little bit before she needs to go wake my dad up to go to work. And my grandmother came over. This is the same grandmother who stared down the thing in the basement, which is a terrifying story in itself. I mean, the, the whole thing, she knew somebody was watching her and she rolled over on her little floor bed in the living room or on the couch or wherever she was sleeping. And she actually saw a man peering through the boards that had fallen on the wall. And it went, you could look through them into the basement. Um, and there was somebody, somebody's face there. So scary. I mean, her screams, I'll never forget. Because she was a smoker, so she couldn't really, like, give it, like, a good scream, queen scream. So it was like, ah, ah, just horrifying. So she sits down to smoke inside of the house, as people did in the fucking 80s. And uh, I had so many ear infections my whole life because everybody smoked cigarettes around me. Fabulous upbringing all together, just grade A material, you know. So, uh, my mom goes to get her an ashtray and my mom did not smoke, fortunately, but my grandmother and my dad did. My mom goes to get an ashtray from the living room and she picks up this giant ashtray that's sitting next to the couch where my dad was earlier. And in the ashtray, she sees, oh, I'm telling you wrong. I remember. Okay. There, there are a lot of cigarette butts in it. My grandmother notices my grandmother says, Cindy, are you smoking again? And points out cigarette butts that have lipstick on them. And my mom was livid. She marches upstairs with the ashtray, wakes my dad up, waves it under his nose and says, who was here? Cause he was being so weird. She thought maybe she caught him cheating on her. You know, the woman ran out the other door, who knows? My dad crumbled in the corner of their bedroom, crying, weeping, terrified, said it really happened, it was real, it really happened, and finally tells her that he had fallen asleep on the couch, but he was in between sleep where you have paralysis and you can open your eyes and look around, but you can't move. And this is middle of the day. A sexy woman just walks into the room sits across from him, knows his name, starts talking dirty to him, lights a cigarette, and is is just being like over the top filthy with my dad. And he is terrified. He's not aroused, he's terrified. Uh, He can't move, he doesn't know what this is. The moment we walked in, this succubus, this is also how I always remember the difference between an incubus and a succubus. So a succubus is female. Uh, And I remember that because it was sucking my dad's dick. Um, An incubus, you would think an incubus would be the female, like incubator, like mother, you know, but no, it's a succubus. Incubus is a masculine spirit, spirit. I mean, these are like horrific dark entities that will literally suck your soul through your genitals. And (laughs) which is really fun talking about this in my psychic development course as well. Um, And my dad described it as that. He said, uh, you know, she was going down on him, but it felt like she was sucking the soul out of his body and going to eat it. And that is often the story that they tell people who have survived this sort of thing. Um, Then it only got worse. So none of my family thought to consult anybody, like even a fucking priest, which honestly, priests usually just kind of agitate what's already going on in their 
Uh, Catholicism has a lot of darkness to it. You don't, I feel like fucking with Catholicism is the same as fucking with dark arts. So, I mean, really, really. So they, they just let all this stuff happen. Nobody said psychic protection. You know, I'm praying my ass off to Jesus Christ at this point as a child, which is very effective. And Jesus is down with witches. You guys have heard me say this a million times. Jesus is a witch. Jesus is a socialist witch. So, and he's got like a very hot energy. Anyway, I can't, I, I'm, and, and even if you're not into Jesus, if you were raised with um, a super oppressive form of Christianity, as most people were, call him the Virgin Mary. You know, it's the same thing. Um, so the cross is a symbol of protection because so many people have given power to it and people are powerful. So just think of it that way too. You don't have to like pray to Jesus as much as the power that he's been given. So my dad goes to work that night. My mom is like, what do I believe? Do I believe he's cheating on me? His fear seemed very real, super authentic. And she believes him especially, and I'll never forget this, there was always shady shit going on around me as a child. I mean, just all the time. I'm like, what the fuck is this? All the time, all the time. My parents, I'll never forget, middle of the night, they had newspaper laid out and they had um, tweezers and they were examining cigarette butts that they kept finding outside this great big picture window we had. And it's the window that if you'd walked up to, you would have had a clear view of um, a succubus giving my dad a blowjob. Thereafter, him surviving this encounter, she would return and she would smoke cigarettes outside that window. And we never saw her, no one caught her. And my dad lived in fear of this ghost coming back and finishing what she started. And you would think like, oh, this will be sexy. Nope. Nope. This will be like that Madonna song Angela references and can never remember the name of. And then you guys send me the name again. What's that fucking song called? You know, the Madonna song. It was like a side B to Cherish on the 45 record. I don't know. I was a child. I loved records. So that's one of my favorite stories. Um, Another one. Let me think of another one that I really like. Well, I think I told you guys the night I thought I... I'm pretty sure that's my first episode. The night I was sure the thing was going to kill me. Um, and I was just a little girl. Uh, I I think my favorite... Damn it. And what's this thing called? I always say Pikachu. It's not a Pikachu. What's it called? The protective thing. Karen Rontowski and I have talked about it on her podcast. Puka. I knew it. They told me just keep talking. It'll come. Um, okay. So... I, I recently stopped drinking and it has been amazing for my intuition. I... <laughs> We'll see. I uh, I don't know. It's a very interesting experiment. I mean, maybe I'll like get shl- sloshed, sloshed. Maybe I'll get drunk or drunkish. I don't know on New Year's or birthday or something like that. I don't know. I'm just trying this new thing. And I gotta tell you guys, I already have really good skin because I have fairies. I'm vegan. I drink a gallon of water a day, and I wear sunscreen and I do everything. I have a whole freaking regimen. Quitting alcohol, amazing skin popping. It's amazing. Um, so puka, my puka, I believe I called this spirit in slash opened a portal. Um, usually when there is a negative portal open, 
in a, in a space. And this was, our house was an old junkyard and people who grew up in the area, the worst things that ever happened to them, happened to them on that property. That property was three acres of funk. And I don't know if we talked about this in the first one, but we, my parents put these um, trailers, these really nice double wide trailers. I think they had three that they rented out. Um, they were all about making money in whatever forms they could, but they always had one of the duplexes that was rented by the Mormon church in Pennsylvania. And so we always had Mormons and they were, they were sweet. They were really, you know, like missionaries are usually kids and they used to, missionaries aren't allowed to watch TV, listen to music that's not specific Mormon gospel music. Um, but the guy who shared the side of the trailer with them would let them come over, gave him a house key, would let them come over and watch TV. They discovered him dead in his bed, like right up, right on our property. Um, all kinds of fucking freaky shit happened there. So I do believe I opened a portal when we got there. I believe that that puka came out of it. <laughs> My Pikachu. And when I was a little girl, cause I was terrified. My brother and I were insomniacs as children. Um, it's gotten better. Now I can sleep in the dark. I'm, I'm, I know how to do psychic protection, things like that. But back then I had all kinds of shit all the time coming for me. And many times at night, I would wake up in a giant, like massive yellow, not quite orb, but like a big gooey orb would be entering my bedroom where it had to kind of like squeeze itself through my bedroom door. And I would wake up usually sensing its presence. And I'm a very light sleeper, maybe because of the childhood trauma of growing up in haunted houses. I would wake up, I would see it coming in and I could sleep more deeply knowing it was there. And I would love to believe it's still with me. I honestly don't look for it or see it when I journey, but I, I should maybe look again. Maybe I left it there. Maybe I left it behind. Um, yeah, but pukas are fascinating and I'm not, people don't really know what they are. Um, but another story I really liked, I'm really throwing my dad under the bus on these, but you know what? It's fine. We don't talk. Another story I really like is one night my parents were having a pool party. We had a giant above ground pool and um, the adults were all drunk. And my dad saw an orb and it was green, it was chartreuse. And this is so important to pay attention to colors of spirit activity. It was like a sickly green. It came out of the attic of our house and the pool was, I mean, this is three acres of property. We, when we were kids, had to pick glass out of the earth. My brother was in a diaper, three acres. They'd give us a metal can and every Saturday and Sunday, we would wander around in the sun picking glass and garbage out of our property before we could plant grass. That is some fucked up shit. I mean, right there, that's creepy enough. So 
vast, huge. My dad is standing way back by the pool. It's super dark when he sees this thing emerge from our house. And it was a fairly large orb. It came out of the attic, kind of bounced around, slowly made its way down the hill and disappeared eventually after many minutes behind the garage. Years later, my uncle would beat his wife to death in that garage. I mean, the property is basically cursed. My dad is standing there watching this thing for a matter of minutes. And he is telling himself, this isn't real. You're drunk. This isn't real. Nothing like that can happen after a million things like that have happened. And my brother also has this memory. My brother walks up to him, little boy. (laughs) He and I are the only sober people there. And he says to my dad, Daddy, did you see that too? And he says, my dad pissed his pants. Oh, this is really throwing my dad into the bus. I'm really not angry anymore, I swear. So, another ghost story that I love. And let's just end it on this, because I want this to be short and sweet. Another ghost story I truly love. My mom's brother was brutally murdered one month before I was born. He and I have a very strong connection. He has come in and yelled at me and not let me go to sleep until I talk to members of my family. I'm always at at odds with family members. Um, This is, you know, if you woke up and everybody else stayed asleep, you're gonna be the black sheep. It's not easy. I'm not even in people's faces about this shit. So my uncle died and he and my mom had been very close and they, they'd had a fight and it's always been really hard on her that, that they passed, that he passed without them reconciling. And one day she took me shopping and well, I remember she bought me this, we called them Tina dolls, these beautiful painted weird little fabric dolls. They're exquisite. I still have them. They're very creepy. Uh, I put them in my guest room when I have, whenever I have a guest room and people ask me like, please don't fucking leave those dolls in there. (laughs) People do not like the Tina dolls. Um, I'm like, where are they now? I've been in transit so much. I have no idea where my Tina dolls are. So we come home and there's one candle burning in that big picture window where the succubus like to fantasize about my dad. And Earlier that day, my mom had been lighting her candles and and she was always cleaning the house, you know, and um, she'd been thinking how nice it would be for my other uncle, who'd also gone to prison for drugs, for him to come home and see a light in the window like this when he would be released from prison eventually. And she was thinking about that and then she started thinking about her brother who had died, who'd been murdered. Um, and she snuffed this candle out. It was just a tiny tea light candle. And that was early in the morning. And she and I went shopping. We had lunch. It was just this big fun girls day while my dad and my brother went fishing in Florida with my grandfathers. So we get home that night and it has been like nine hours we've been out. No way could a tea light candle burn for nine hours. But there in the window as we're coming down the road, 
is the light in the window. And my mom starts freaking out. And she tells me, it's dark, nobody around. We walk up to the door. She says, if I'm not out in five minutes, we'll run to the neighbors. She walks in. I start taking off to the neighbors. I'm like, fuck this. We need help. And she she hears me like hauling ass and she comes out and tells me to stand still. I think I was five. Uh, I mean, I, I, I was no more than six. She makes me wait on the porch. She goes in. There's that candle burning. All the lights are off. It's pitch black dark in the house. We had these light switches in the dining room. And you know those light switches that are like on the same thread where one, you can turn on and off. You know, hallways are like this. The dining room had two light switches. Um, You had to have them both on for them to work. They'd never been rewired. But we were, kids were always messing with it. And there was usually one off on one side because we'd been trying to turn it on or not, and not flipped it back up. So she reaches around the corner while staring at this candle and prays to to God, her brother, probably Jesus, everybody, for the light to please come on. She clicks it, it comes on. And she brings me inside and she blows that fucking candle out. Well, we discovered the other light switch was not on. The light should not have come on. But thereafter, those lights always worked like that. You didn't have to have them both on. You could click them on and off. And they were those old heavy click where they made a really loud noise. And the ghost, ghost, whoever, whatever was in charge of the light switches in the dining room loved to click them on and off all the time. We would hear them. We'd be in the other room and you could see the light going on and off. Fucking loved that light switch. Anyway, you guys, there's some fun ghost stories. I hope you have a great Samhain. Um, I'm doing a seance via Zoom. Uh, I don't know if you've seen my social, but uh, I'm, I've talk, I am talk about it on Karen Rontowski's podcast um, that uh, should be out by now. Um, I've been haunted by a really lovely spirit who ha- has totally, I hope she stays with me, but she's coming through pretty hot and we're going to try to solve her murder mystery on the 30th this Saturday. Um, I have a psychic mediumship course out right now. Uh, it's been really fun. There are meditations to help you find your power animals. Um, what's the other one? Oh, how to scan your home, how to find out if you have anything in your home that you need to be paying attention to, how to do the scan remotely, which I should have done before I went to the Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum and ended up with 13 entities all, all nested up in my, uh, my ancestral wounds. It's really, it was horrible. But uh, since I've had them cleared, uh, the shit's flowing. The crazy, crazy stuff is really coming in hot, which is one of the reasons I quit drinking because my sight is popping and the downloads are just way too clear. Um, I'm not saying not drinking is for everyone. I didn't have a drinking problem. I just wanted to be clear. I don't know what I'm going to do with all this yet. It's been interesting. Super fun journey 2021, huh? So anyway, enjoy the Samhain. Please consider joining my psychic development course, class, whatever you want to call it. Um, Kat from Casadega, who you heard on here, is going to be with me. Um, Holly, who you're going to hear, psychic medium. She's amazing. Uh, She's a coder. I think a lot of you know what that means. She uh, can design codes to help you 
redesign your own personal matrix. Very fucking cool. Uh, I can't wait to interview her, which I think I'm doing on Samhain, actually. So anyway, I appreciate my patrons. Oh my God, and I got so many new ones. Ugh, I can't even read all the names. Who are all of you? Um, Jenny, Aaron, Adam. I can't even remember. I'm so sorry. I'm forgetting people. I'm going to figure it out and thank you in the next one. My God, you guys, thank you. I really need your support right now, as you heard in my last episode. Also, please consider um, booking a reading with code SAWAN. You get $20 off right now. It's good until November 1st, and you can book after November 1st. The code will be good until. So you can book like your New Year's readings, but it will only be good if you book before November 1st. Anyway, I hope you find something spooky to do while the veil is thin. It's going to be fun. I changed my Instagram. It's now Dear Witchy Poo, Lovelable. Uh, I swapped them out because I want to make memes and lovelable is hard to say and it looks weird on memes. Anyway, please follow me. Please support the podcast. Even just $3 a month. God damn it, you guys. $3 a month is nothing. And I see how many of you listen to this. And I'm in, I'm up shit's fucking creek right now. So please consider supporting the, the creatives who are making things. I don't have any ads. You don't have to listen to any ads please consider at the very least $3 a month. $13 a month will get you all kinds of good shit though. Um, just saying, I don't know, big deal. Anyway, happy Samhain. Keep it, cre- oh, and happy Scorpio season. Oh, try try one of those taboos you thought you could never masturbate to, but uh, got aroused when you accidentally clicked on that link to porn one time. Try those, it's Scorpio season, live it up. And until next time, keep living a life that's worth burning for. Bye.